The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Natural Today. Out with toxins, in with your health. Your host is Teresa Jungling. Although not a doctor, Teresa's extensive research enabled her to take control of her health after unexplainable health symptoms began taking a toll on her life. What Teresa has learned and what will be discussed with experts on today's show will undoubtedly help you too. Join us now for an hour that could quite literally change your life. Now, here's Teresa. Hello and welcome to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health, where we come every Wednesday to share resources for minimizing toxins in order to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm someone who is passionate about toxins in our food, environment, personal care products, homes, and more because they have harmed my own health, and I want to inform you so you don't have to go down the same road that I did. I'm excited today to have two great guests with me to discuss toxins in our home. Our first guest is fellow Voice America host, Mr. Stan Salat. Mr. Salat is a leading expert in business and quality process management. As the president and chief executive officer of the ECC Corporation, he represents the interests of the U.S. industry in the IECQ. A frequent guest speaker on radio and internet TV programs, Mr. Salat is also the host of Voice America show called People to People, Working Together for Your Safety. He is the author of the Hazardous Substance Process Management Handbook, and he regularly contributes articles in national and international technical journals and online magazines. And Stan has a very impressive bio, and his complete bio can be found um, on our radio page on the voiceamericahealth.com site. So, Stan, we have a lot to cover. I'm so excited. Thank you for for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Teresa, and I'm I'm equally excited to be uh, sharing some time with you today and your audience. Right, right, great. Well, to, to get started, I just want to um, give our audience a little bit of background. So, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and and your professional background. Yes, my professional background is electronics engineering. Uh, after ten years in the military, I. I Came out of the military and got involved in Silicon Valley startup companies. Telecommunications was the initial uh, work that I did, telephone development, and then into computers. Uh, kind of migrated from that into quality management and found the most, the, the rest of my career, or my career up till now, has been in quality management, supply chain management, customer management, customer quality. And I've done that in uh, many different industries uh, in support of the electronics and the computer uh, industry segments. Okay. Okay, great. Um, My husband actually has a background in supply chain management, too, so I understand that. Um, Yep, good field. So now um, with that as a background, so why – what made you consider the field and what what made you passionate about uh, toxins? It's, um, I think, maybe a little bit like yourself. Uh, my my career started out at a very young age with my father in the construction industry. I learned very later, much later in life, about the lead and the mercury and the cadmium and other uh, hazardous substances and what they can do to um, affect your health. Mm-hmm. And family-wise, it has the lead, in the, particularly the lead, has affected uh, members of my family uh, with autism, Asperger's, and that is really what kind of drove me down this path of uh, passion, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, that sort of leads into our next question as to um, how the toxins within our home and environment can affect our health, and you had ma- mentioned a couple things, but... um. I know there are other areas, too, and if you can mention maybe a couple different areas. The, the key to all of this is that technology keeps changing. We, we 
continue to expand what we do on a daily basis, what we can make with, with what I call man-made. Mm-hmm. And with all of that happening, there's a lot of different ingredients from flame retardants to the lead, the mercury, the cadmium, hexylvania chromate. Some of your, some of the listeners might remember Aaron Brockovich, who pretty mm-hmm. much started a bit of the kind of work you and I are doing, trying to make uh, or help folks understand the effects of what we do as a, from an industrial point of view. So as you build more things to buy and you bring them home particularly, uh, you live with them every day, uh, we've learned how they can affect us as humans. Uh, phthalates, phthalates, which basically are chlorines, are one of the interesting and perhaps one of the big ones that people really don't realize, but the chlorine leaches out of plastics. Um, it leaches out of materials that are used to make carpets. And if you stop and think about it, you have a toddler. Uh, you bring the toddler home from the hospital, the, the baby home, and it's natural for us to uh, lay out on the carpet at, in the living room. Uh, what we're doing is putting ourselves very close to the outgassing, particularly if you have new carpets uh, in a home. This is also true of couches. And stop and think. Every time you lay down and put your face close to or in uh, contact with chairs, couches, carpets, you you have that risk of breathing in whatever chemicals were used to make the product. Um, right. I, I've talked on a couple of shows over time about new cars, how we all love to get in a new car. And this is a little, it's not directly where you're at, but the worst thing in the world you can do is sit in a a new car and enjoy the smell of it, and particularly with the windows closed. Right. Uh, Once again, you're you're breathing all of those phthalates. And phthalates are known for um, affecting humans with uh, different types of cancer. So... Yeah, that, that hits home because um, we recently, you know, we leased cars and, and got a new car and the um, new car smell is, you know, always a problem. And I try so many different things to get rid of the smell, but it, it usually takes a couple months to totally get rid of it, even with everything that I, I do in addition to try to get rid of the smells. So, um, and the off-gassing and things like that. And, it, you know, I've, I've heard that, and you probably have more of a firm grasp on the number, but 82,000 to... 85,000 chemicals registered in the U.S., is that correct, and used in our products? At least. At that, least. That's, that's a reasonable at least number. Okay. Uh, and the majority aren't tested, correct? The majority are not uh, either not tested or they're not uh, – the effects of them are unknown. Okay. Uh, and it's because they're not really tested as well as – and this goes to the, some of the work I've done. You can test a – a chemical, you can validate that it might not have any harm in it for a human mm-hmm. until you've run it through a process and during the manufacturing process you introduce other things which then activate uh, a carcinogen that does become a problem. So the testing process is critical all the way through the life cycle of, of uh, any products, any chemicals used in products. Uh, and no, we're not doing an effective, an effective job at the testing. Okay. Yep. Thank you for explaining that. Um, you had mentioned some of the things that can be found as we discuss our home environment and our furniture and appliances and electronics. I, I know even when I, you know, if I get a new laptop or an electronic device, I, it has to off gas for a long time. I, um, this topic is near and dear to my heart because I have multiple chemical sensitivities. So um, I will sense things or smell things a lot longer than the, the average person will. But um, I know that there are, you know, the flame retardants and, you know, I'm allergic to that when our mattress or, you know, our different furniture and, and flame retardants are in everything now. And you had mentioned the phylates and, and the lead and things like that. Um, what are some other major toxins that can be found in our home? It, it varies. Um, perhaps when we stop and think of some of the things that have been reported over, 
particularly over the last few years, one of them that became a serious issue was some drywall that had formaldehyde in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, manufacturers used a form of formaldehyde. They built that into the house uh, or into the drywall itself. The the phthalates probably are one of the larger issues. The flame retardants are another one, and that again turns up in just about everything that uh, might affect a person, including your clothes. Right. right. People. Some people don't realize that they actually put flame retardants in clothes. They put uh, lead in clothes. It's not unusual to find lead in your handbags. Uh, again, these aren't household items per se. But uh, when you go to the store and you buy a plastic um, bin, if you will, something that you're going to use to uh, capture the clothes, um, the laundry basket is as it's referred to, I guess, uh, you're bringing all this to the home. Uh, the plumbing itself, uh, when I was growing up, plumbing was done primarily with metal pipe. Um, mm-hmm. It was done with cast iron and metal. It used lead to join the pipes together. Over the years, that turned to plastic, which was PVC, another problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, now today, they actually use PVC or a form of pipe, plastic pipe, uh, for your water. Wow. So when you build a new home, you'll find a lot of it is done with plastic or uh, flexible tubing. And what do we? Wh- how do we know what's in that tubing? Right. How do we? How do we know what it was made out of? Right. Yeah, it's horrible. You know? And we just recently got a new air conditioner installed and central air, and I know that they had to use that piping, and I was so upset. And, and you know, I'm still smelling the effects of it and everything and I you know it makes me nauseous or gives me headaches and that's you know months into it now so yeah that that is horrible horrible is there a way that people can opt out of adding the flame retardants on their products do you know there is uh in several states and in the US you can actually when you buy products, you can buy them stipulating that you do not want flame retardants. There are laws on the books that allow a buyer to actually you know, request certain things. The problem is, how do you know? Right. Even though you asked for something without a flame retardant, what are you actually winding up with when you when you get that? We have to keep in mind that manufacturers when they build something, they have a liability. Mm -hmm. If anything happens that causes damage or actually hurts a human being, there's repercussions to it or liabilities to it. So while they may take out the flame retardant because you've asked them to, Mm -hmm. what did they do? What did they put in it as an alternative? How did they keep that from flaming? Right, uh, because they can't sell the product. We have laws on the books, uh, the Consumer uh, Protection uh, Agency, that protects us from a lot of different things. Actually, has regulations that stipulate that certain products can't catch fire or burn. Uh, you know, just openly have a flame. So the intent is that if if something catches fire, it doesn't become a huge flame. Mm-hmm. They have to find some way of doing that. So what is the chemical they used or what is the material they used to actually build whatever it is you're buying? Uh, whether it be a carpet or linens for your bed, the bed itself. Uh, when you look at the cabinets that you purchase, what's the finish on the cabinets? Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of uh, material do they use? Regulations, again, have outlawed lead paint. So we have a water-based paint, but what's actually in the paint? Right. And, and particularly, I, I'm sure you're familiar with this because of your allergies or your sensitivities, but you walk into a brand-new home, and it is full of all kinds of interesting smells. And unfortunately, we think they're, they're nice smells for a lot of people. Uh, we 
go into them thinking how neat it smells or how nice it smells because it appears or, or smells like it's all brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the best thing for us as human beings. Right, right, definitely, definitely. So, okay, well, that gives a good um, overview of that. Now, I'd like to get in in the last few minutes that we have together, um, your work with the Hazardous Substance Free Mark. Um, I found that fascinating as, as we were discussing that prior to the interview, um, and I'm thankful for that. So can you just um, explain that to us, please? Yes, as briefly as I can, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's a little bit of a long story, but the short version of this is that in order to protect or in order to assure that a manufacturer is building parts and products that are safe, what the reality is is you have to have a system in place that actually validates each step of the process all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to test it after the fact. So what we've done over the last several years is put in place hazardous substance process management standards We've developed a conformity assessment process where manufacturers actually undergo an assessment to verify that they're doing what they say they do, and there's a certification that comes from that. Once the manufacturer is certified, they can then opt to get involved with what is called the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance. It's a mark that they can put on their packaging that demonstrates to us, the consumers, that these products are made in a controlled environment, specifically addressing hazardous substance-free materials. And we have an hsf.us website. It's www.hsf.us, where as a buyer, you can go look for the product you're buying and it, in that, uh, on that website, there's a database where you can see what's actually been put in there as far as chemicals, chemicals and materials. You can also see the manufacturer certifications. It's much like the food industry where you have a label on the food that says, here's what's in this bread or, or milk or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, that's what we're building. And we're excited that uh, ASUS Manufacturing, the ASUS Computer Company, is the first one to uh, start listing their products. We're in the process of helping them list their products now. And over the next uh, few weeks, we hope to bring uh, several more companies on. The end result, what we're really striving to do is create the consumer demand that absolutely everything manufactured should be labeled the way we're we're doing, but labeled based on a process of ensuring compliance. Okay, okay, great. I, I am so thankful for the work that you're doing with that, and um, I know that we also wanted to to get into some of the um, companies claiming to be green, how they're regulated, and things like that. But I I know our time is is winding down, so maybe. <laughs> yes, it is. maybe Maybe we can have you on another time in the future or something. And um, I just, again, I I thank you so much for uh, what you're doing and and just uh, the information even here that you provided. I know the audience will find this very helpful. And um, there are things that we can do to to minimize toxins in our home. And um, just quickly, is there like one tip you might give somebody to help them to minimize their toxins in a home? Uh, Keep keep coming back to your radio show. I like that listening. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Communication is the key. Right. And people like you that are sharing this on a regular basis, there's a lot to learn. And unfortunately, we can't get it all out there in one show. So my my guidance is come back to this show and learn more as Teresa goes forward. Great. Thank you, Stan. And I, I hope that people will check out your show too, People to People. That's on the Voice America Network. And I, I really appreciate you joining me today. And uh, like I said, we have to go to a short break right now. But when we come back, we'll speak with our next guest, Angelique. She's with the Green Home Dream Home to discuss remodeling your home safely. And, and we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And so tweet us out at hashtag LNT Radio. And we look forward to talking to you in just a few moments. life. 
your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Teresa Jungling. Thank you for joining us. Today we've been talking about toxins in our home, and now we're going to talk about safe remodeling. My guest is Angelique with Green Dream Home. Angelique has a lot of personal experience with low VOC and chemical-free building, remodeling, and cleaning. She has several medical conditions that are triggered by chemical pollutants, and her most important line of defense is avoidance, which actually can be a full-time job. Every product and procedure must be researched and tested, and workers have to be supervised very closely. With each project, Angelique discovers more steps that have to be taken to ensure an outcome that is safe for everyone with chemical sensitivity. She shares her experiences with members and readers of her website, Green Dream Home. Some of her other interests are horseback riding, organic gardening, and cooking. And I personally met Angelique through her Canary Facebook group for those of us with multiple chemical sensitivity. And I know how challenging it can be since, since I have MCS. And I like the fact that on her group, Angelique is, is positive and, and um, offers a lot of suggestions. And, and she's, you know, even though she has MCS, you know, she tries to live as normal of a life as possible. So um, thank you for joining me today, Angelique. And I want to go ahead and get started. We'll jump right into some questions here. Oh, thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to have you here. So if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and and how long you've been living with MCS. Well, I've been severely chemically sensitive for about 15 years, but I actually began to develop progressively worse chemical sensitivity for 10 years before that. Um, I have a background in research and writing, and that's been very helpful when I want to research projects and then when I want to tell other people about them and help them. Um, A little more about me. I live in the Phoenix area, for Phoenix area canaries who might want to know. Um, I'm married to a wonderful man who was always very into healthy food, healthy living fitness, and that's been extremely helpful to me (laughs) because Mm -hmm. he was already into those things. And, uh, and we have a daughter who's in college who wants to become a physician's assistant. Wow. wow great. Thank you. Um, how's the weather out there in Phoenix? I'm in Michigan. Getting nice. <laughs> Getting <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> um, the next question I wanted to ask you is your experience with building and remodeling and um, this home that you are in the process of, of remodeling. If you could tell us about it. Sure. Um, I actually have experience with both remodeling and new builds, and I have experience both before and after I developed chemical sensitivity. Um, Back when I was in college, I worked at the Michigan State University Museum, and I learned all about refinishing furniture, refinishing homes, and I actually did that in college to a home I was living in, a 1940s home that my roommates and I refurbished. 
And uh, needless to say, I was not chemically sensitive at the time, (laughs) but I actually have experienced doing a lot of those trades. And then um, when my husband and I bought this home, uh, again, before I was chemically sensitive, uh, it was a fixer-upper. So whether we did things or we hired people in, we had a lot of experience with contractors doing that. And then we decided when I started to get ill to build a green dream home. (laughs) And it was going to be a completely safe uh, home. And uh, so we were involved in that process. It that project was ill-fated for reasons that have nothing to do with chemical sensitivity. The builder was crooked. We got we sued him. We ended up selling that off. And now we're back to fixing this one. We decided to add on to this one and uh, go forward from there because I've already made it pretty safe. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's that's great. And that's a huge project that you're, you're in the midst of, I know, um, on your blog and and within the Facebook group, you mention at times the different things that you're you're going through, whether it's remodeling the bathroom or or getting new um, water heater put in or, or things like that. It's, it's it's always a bigger deal when you have to, you know, people like us, the canaries. It's always a bigger deal. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, and it's definitely is. And and there's so many things that that can create symptoms in our bodies from from the different chemicals that are that are going on out there. Um, when you are in the process of, of doing a, a remodel or, or as you were doing the, the, um, the remodel to your home, what are some of the questions that you ask the re- retailers before making a purchase? Are there specific things that you know to ask for before even diving into a, a project? Actually, I never talk to the retailers. I'm always getting the information directly from the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I might find out about a project uh, through a retailer, although usually I end up finding about products through the chemical sensitivity grapevine. <laughs> okay. but, uh, but even if I've seen something, um, th- it's, through the ma- it's through the manufacturer that you actually get the data sheets, the MSDS sheets, the product things, and you ask them the question. So that's where I get all my answers. Okay. And when you ask the, the or go to the manufacturer's website or, or contact them, are there specific um, chemicals that you're looking for or what, what, what exactly are you looking for when you get their spec sheets? Well, I actually rely on the advice of people that know about these things more than I do. I have no problem hiring consultants to help me out with that because um, at this point, there are things that I know that I want and I want to avoid, but I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll just give a plug. I have hired several times, uh, if you know Deborah Lynn Dad, I you probably know because she has a very helpful website, but she is available for consulting, and there are other consultants I've asked too. Uh, so I will run some of these products by them if I don't feel I understand what's going on. And here's something for the listeners to remember, the only things that show up on a material data safety sheet, an MSDS, are the things that are going to cause a hazard for the installer at the time of installation. So there's a lot of other things that might be in the product that don't have to be disclosed. They might say, we have such and such a fungicide, or we have such and such an adhesive, and they can generally say that in terms in their product description, it's not going to show up on the MSDS. So some of the most safe things in the world is going to show up on the MSDS because if you have it in the air, you don't want to breathe it. And some of the most dangerous things aren't going to show up on it. Okay. And so um, yeah, typically they, they don't get into the products or the chemicals in there that create the off-gassing and things like that, correct? Sometimes they do. They definitely sometimes do, but not always. Okay. Not always, because if it's uh, something that's not going to create, it might create a hazard for us who are chemically sensitive, but, uh, and it might off-gas for a while, but for the actual installer, they, it's not considered a big deal, so it doesn't show up. Right, right. This is why you have to really do your research and, and uh, you know, look into the products, get some, see how it is, see how you react to it. Right, right. And I, I know, and we've, We've discussed it on the Canary Group, and, and we were talking just briefly before um, this interview that I 
had purchased some flooring and, and had that done and, and it was cork flooring and I had, uh, you know, done quite a bit of research beforehand and felt that that was my best option and, and I was fine with that and it was an interlocking cork board. But the, what I neglected to um, look into was the glue that they used for um, the glue that piecing the, the, the bottom of the board to the actual cork board and um, I'm still having a little bit of issues with that. So um, as we were mentioning, there's there's so much that goes into if you're going to remodel, um, you might, you know, just look for a, yeah. a flooring or a counter or something like that. But then, you know, what what all goes into that with the gluing or the different pieces that are used within my, that? My advice is to set aside extra money in your budget to be mm-hmm. able to buy a large enough sample that you need. Not something small that they might give you from the store that may have been out for a while. But, for example, in your case with the cork flooring, um, you would have bought three or four large tiles and, you know, taken them, you know, carefully seen if you were okay very short term and then taken them into your home, lived with them in your bedroom for a couple of days, you know, if it seemed to be okay, see what it was like. So going forward, if anybody has that kind of thing, get the thing and see if it's going to be okay once it's installed. And then, of course, if there's installation materials, you have to check those out, but the actual thing. So there's, it takes longer to plan any project uh, because you have to have those testing periods. Right, right. And that's very good advice to, to get a piece of it before you even go and purchase everything that's involved with the project and, and just have it in your home for a little bit and see how you react to it. So, yep, great advice. Yeah. Um, are there resources that you found which are helpful when you, you know, deciphering which products may be toxic and, and aren't? Well, yeah, I, I went over that. Um, I would say that uh, if, if you really are not understanding some of the explanations of what some of the chemicals might do to you, some of the problems that they would have, uh, I would definitely turn to somebody who does know those things. So that's the first thing. Put money aside in your budget in case you need to hire an advisor. Um, but uh, other things to do very much is to go on the kind of discussion forums that are just aimed at the general public um, and run by uh, professionals. They have them for plumbing, for HVAC, for any kind of home repair and remodeling. Um, because the interesting thing is, as, as people with chemical, chemical sensitivity, we tend to forget that products that are for example, smelly or failing or uh, products that people install incorrectly and you get mold, that happens to everybody. It doesn't just happen to us. Mm-hmm. So anytime there is some kind of product, you can go on these discussion forums, look it up and see what people are saying about it. It's, you know, see if, if they say we had to rip that out because the client says it was just too horribly odiferous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could happen to somebody who's not chemically sensitive. So you can check out products and ways of installation there, too. That's good advice also. So, yep, definitely. Um, and there are, you know, just do the research online for these these groups that might be um, speaking about the products. So yeah, it's, now, hard to give, it's hard to give URLs over the radio, but right, right. So, <laughs> but yep. they are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do your research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what are some of the precautions in, in you know, with the, the remodeling that you're doing and, and getting the workmen involved and things like that? What are some of the precautions that you've had to take before uh, they begin working on a project? Because I'm sure that there's things like sealing up the rest of the house or, you know, it depends on the project. But um, are there special precautions that you take? Yes, there are. Um, if I were going to give general advice. Uh, to people that are listening, um, the, the most important things that I would do, and because this could be for a number of different trades, um, make a complete plan for isolating the work areas and the foot traffic zones as well. And then think about how you're going to protect your soft surfaces like carpeting if people are going across it. And by the way, again, that's something that everybody has to think about, not just us, mm-hmm. you also have to think about keeping toxins out of your HVAC system. And then also, as you are making your plan for isolating areas, remember that chemically sensitive people need to test the materials that you use for protection. So if you're going to have certain kinds of plastic, vapor barriers, tape, plywood on the floors, 
regular canvas, plastic canvas, anything that's protective or makes a barrier, check that out too before it's brought into your home. Right. So you have to you have to do that. Now we are lucky in our house, um, and larger houses tend to have this. We have two. HVAC zones. That means the air conditioning, heating. We have two different zones. So we only do labor in one zone at a time so that I can be in one side of the house, which is shut up from the other side of the house, and yet we still have air conditioning and heat here. So that's a helpful thing to do. I know that not everybody has that in their house, but if you do, no matter how tempting it is to have some guy fix everything in your house at once, you just do one side at a time, which is definitely important to do. Um, and then speaking of isolating, you know, in our current bathroom, everything's going in and out the window. We got lucky that way. It was a large, a large window. And mm-hmm. we don't even have foot traffic through our house with this bathroom. It's all going in. They even put the cabinet in that way, which I, I expected them to have to take the cabinet through the bathroom. They said the window was wider than our door. Wow. Wow, that's <laughs> so, great. <laughs> anyway, so I hope that that, that that made sense. A lot of planning that you do ahead of time. Right. And that does make sense. And that's another great advice that you're giving out to people. And and, yeah, and if you are someone who's chemically sensitive to just stay out of the whole area. And I've had, you know, workmen coming into our house before, too. And even just, you know, like you mentioned, the plastic, the covering, even just the, um, unfortunately, the laundry detergent or the dryer sheets that they use on their clothes are sometimes very, very strong. I have something to say about that, too. I got the best tip in the world from um, an author named Catherine Treat, who I happen to know personally. I'm sure you've you've seen her before, too, in some of our discussion groups. Um, She has everybody who comes into her home wear a Tyvek suit. Tyvek is that white papery material. People look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man when they wear it. It really contains the fumes from people's laundry products and personal care products. And they come with hoods so it can cover people's hair. It makes a huge difference. So when I hire somebody to repair something, I say, in our home, you have to wear this going in. Most people say yes. Some people are not so happy once they've said yes, <laughs> but they, but for most people, it's not a big deal, particularly if you make the air conditioning cold and, and they're comfortable. Right. Um, and you have to make sure that they zip, keep it zipped up. They like to unzip. No, you can't unzip it. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> to do it. That is, that has been a huge help if people are, are in the house that way. Right. Right. Yep. I can, I can attest that that would be very helpful. So um, you've given a lot of great information here, Angelique. I um, appreciate that. Can can you tell us a little bit about your MCS Facebook groups? And, and you also do a, t- a Twitter chat too, right? Yes, I do. Um, my Facebook group is called Canary Chat, and it's a place for help and support and friendship for people with chemical sensitivity and their friends and family. We definitely welcome friends and family there. And it's easy to find on Facebook. You just search for Canary Chat. And uh, then on Twitter, I've been hosting a chat called Ask Angel for three years now. In this chat, people can ask me anything, and that includes questions about living with chemical sensitivity. So Ask Angel is currently every Monday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern, which is 7 p.m. Pacific. And that's the hashtag, Ask Angel. And uh, also I should mention my website, which is OurGreenDreamHome.com. Okay, and that's um, people can contact you through that website. Also, yes, right? if you go to OurGreenDreamHome.com, uh, you can find my email address there. And on Twitter, I'm GreenDreamAngel. Okay. Okay, great. And you brought up another topic. I know that we're, we're winding down the time here to our segment, but um, how supportive has your husband been? The, you know, these spouses are, it's amazing what they have to go through. It, it is, and I'm, it is definitely not easy for him. I know he will be listening to the podcast later. So I love you, honey. I know <laughs> how hard <laughs> you work for this. Um, I think what made it somewhat easier for him is that way back when, when we met long ago, <laughs> he was still extremely interested in healthy living, healthy food, 
fitness, and and I think somebody like that uh, has a better. It's, I think it's easier for them to adapt because if somebody says, you know, I want everything in our house to be chemical-free and all-natural, you know, that that goes right in with what they were probably interested in doing anyway, just not to this extreme, but but that's been, that's been right. really, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why he's been able to do it so well. Yeah, yeah, so I, I give a shout-out to all those spouses out there. So, okay, well, it is time for us to take another short break. So we will um, continue our conversation here shortly. Don't go away. And coming up, we're going to talk about some current events when it comes to toxins. You're listening to Living Natural Today, Out With Toxins, In With Your Health on Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today Out with Toxins, In with Your Health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back as we continue at Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling, and today we've been talking about toxins in our home. And now I want to get into some current events, and and with each show I I hope to do a a little bit of a current event segment at the end. So there's a lot going on. Um, I've only got a few minutes to go into things, but be sure to follow me on Facebook or, or Twitter as I constantly try to share information. So first off, if you don't know Robin O'Brien, be sure to look up that name online. She's a great food advocate and resource. And she also has an interesting story about coming out of corporate as a financial and food industry analyst. And when her child developed serious food allergies, she came out of corporate. And that began her quest to find out, are we allergic to food or what's been done to it? And she just wrote an article about eight things every mom-to-be should know. And the first thing that she mentioned in our article, actually this article just came out today, is to eat organic. And if you want more information about the health benefits of eating organic, be sure to listen in to my interview here on Voice America with the Organic Trade Association and the Organic Center. And both of those guests provided a ton of information as to why you should choose to eat organic. And so within this article, they also spoke on uh, toxins and being sure to avoid toxins in your cosmetics, your skincare, your cleaning products, and to even avoid flame retardants, which brings me to my next current event. Um, And I know that we spoke about flame retardants a little bit earlier today, but the Safer Chemicals and Healthy Families Organization recently came out with an article within the past week or so, which states that a report released on September 24th by the Natural Resources Defense Council found that some major furniture retailers are beginning to sell couches without hazardous flame retardants. Yay. This is in response to updates to California's flame retardant regulations. And it's great news, so I'm thankful for that. Um, According to Dr. Aviva Rome, who she's also a great resource and works with Dr. Mark Hyman, um, today the average American baby born is has the highest recorded level of flame retardants amongst the babies in the world. So it's, it's, that's not good news. And according to Dr. Mercola, 
another great resource. And some other doctors, flame retardant chemicals have been linked to serious health risks like infertility, birth defects, reduced IQ scores, and behavioral problems in children, even hormone disruptions, and then even various forms of cancer. So as I was discussing uh, with our previous guests and as someone with MCS, I know how toxic flame retardants can be. And and it actually, it took me a while to figure out that there was a reason I was having some issues when I was just like sitting on our couch or laying on our mattress. Uh, my body would start tingling all over and my heart rate would start to be elevated. And, and it took a while to figure out what was causing it, but flame retardants was a major problem. So they can, like I said, be found in everything from furniture like couches and mattresses to carpet and even clothing. And just think of all the time that you sit on your furniture, you have your face laying on a pillow or on the mattress, um, even your child, you know, they're on carpet all the time and crawling around and things like that. So um, our skin, they absorb the toxins and, and also the, the chemicals can get into dust and then we, we breathe it in. So um, it's good news about the, the flame retardants that um, stores are starting to, or manufacturers are starting to um, take them out of furniture. But for right now, um, you still have to do your homework when shopping for furniture. And the um, NDRC has a report where you can find out how to find flame retardant free products. Also, in regards to flame retardants, um, a few weeks ago in September, Senator Chuck Schumer from New York introduced legislation that would ban 10 of the most toxic flame retardants in furniture and children's products. So if you would, please contact your senator. Urge them to co-sponsor Senator Schumer's new flame retardant bill, S.2811, Children and Firefighters Protection Act of 2014. It's so important that we um, eliminate these flame retardants from all of the products that, they're, that they are in. Um, again, you know, be sure to follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus as I share articles and resources to try to keep you abreast of what's going on regarding toxins in our health. And you can find those links on my website at livingnaturaltoday.com. They're up in the, the top of the site and on the right side of the site. And you'll find more information about how to um, get to the report to find the, the flame retardant free products and, and uh, Senator Schumer's uh, bill that he's trying to, to um, pass. So if you can go to m- uh, my website and my social media accounts to find that. So the next thing I wanted to discuss with you were online health summits. And I personally have enjoyed a lot of the summits that are coming out right now. Um, I strongly encourage you to also check them out. And typically, uh, there are interviews with about 30 top experts in the area of health. And they're free to listen to during a specific week that they set. And each day, you'll receive an email letting you know which interviews are being aired that day. And throughout the summit and then afterwards, you also have the opportunity to purchase access to the complete summit if you aren't able to listen in when it's free for the day, or um, if you just want continued access to all the great information after the week that it's aired. So like I already mentioned, I, I, I highly recommend listening to them, especially if you or someone you know has conditions like hypothyroidism, autoimmune disease, arthritis, digestive issues, things like that. Um, many of the summits are also geared towards moms who are trying to keep their, their families healthy. So I've listened to summits in the past, and they're definitely worth the time. And I like the fact that I can pick and choose who I, whose interviews I want to listen to each day, and maybe one topic speaks um, more to me or resonates more with me than another one. So I, I wanted to um, let you know about a couple summits that are coming up here in October. One is called the Natural Cures Movement, and it's actually hosted by Dr. Josh Axe. That's October 6th through the 13th, so you can listen in free during that week. In this summit, you'll learn from top doctors, nutritionists, naturopaths, and health experts about natural healing with the best natural remedies and, and treatment protocols to begin the path to better health and disease prevention. And some of the speakers during the summit are going to include Dr. Joseph McCurla, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, um, Dr. Tom O'Brien, who's a gluten expert, and even uh, Vani Hari, who's the food babe. So you want to listen into that. The second summit, there's one right after that, October 13th through the 20th, and it's to help improve the health of your family and future generations. It's called the Wellness Family Summit. And did you know for the first time in centuries that the current generation of children is expected to have a shorter life expectancy than our uh, than their parents did? Because we're seeing you know record rates of obesity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune problems. But this summit is going to bring together the world's top experts in physical, emotional, mental, and environmental health to provide practical and real advice for improving the health of our families and for our children for years to come. Um, For information how to register for these summits, just go to my website and look for um, my website at livingnaturaltoday.com and look for the summit button on the right side or under the main menu, you'll see... um, a resource tab and summits will be under that tab, and also on the Voice America website that we're look, that you're on right now, um, I have a banner to the Natural Cures movement, so you can register through that. 
And finally, I want to make you aware of something else that's happening here in October. Um, Have you heard about GMOs? And GMO stands for genetically modified organism. And if you haven't heard about them, this is the time. October is a good month to learn about them since it's non-GMO month. Um, GMOs are, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other animals and plants. And they were created to be resistant to herbicides like, like Roundup, and, and they produce a toxin that kills pests. But in, in October, natural food stores across the U.S. and Canada are taking part in non-GMO months, celebrating our right to choose food and products that do not contain genetically modified organisms. Non-GMO Month is organized by the Non-GMO Project, and this month-long event provides a platform for citizens and organizations to stand up for their right to know what's in their food and to choose non-GMO. So there's, um, in November, Oregon's uh, voting on a um, labeling law there, too, and and it's just, you know, we need to get involved in in what's going on with our food and um, to really do the research and to figure out, um, are they going to label it or not? So it's always best to eat organic but because they don't have uh, genetically modified organisms in them. But if you don't have the option to choose organic, you'll want to be sure to learn about GMOs as nearly 80% of the processed food in the U.S. and Canada have GMOs and unfortunately are unlabeled. So I'm definitely going to do a future show about GMOs because I'm passionate about this issue and I want to get the word out about them. So um, in the meantime, be sure to... um, Go to my website, Living Natural Today. I have a lot of articles about GMOs out there, and I'll be writing more um, this month as it is non-GMO month. And, and go to different websites um, to learn both sides about GMOs, um, what you know, I might believe and what others might believe um, the reasons for GMOs and why we should or should not have them and um, if they should be labeled. So um, be sure to do that this month. So we are coming up to the end of our program now. So I want to thank you for listening in. And as always, just go to my website and um, find the information out there or go to my social media accounts. I I look forward to connecting with you. And today I would like to thank our guests, uh, fellow Voice America radio show host and president of ECC Corporation, Stan Salat, and Angelink with Green Dream Home. So be sure to listen in to Stan's radio show, People to People, Working Together for Your Safety. It's on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. And Angelique can be found at ourgreendreamhome.com. And also go to my website, livingnaturaltoday.com, and download your free resource guide about minimizing toxins. Um, you want to listen in next week as we talk to a couple of real food bloggers, Christine with Real Food Girl and Modified and Julie with Whole Food, Real Food, Good Food. Uh, listen in to tips about getting rid of your junk food and adding more real whole foods to your diet. And I'm hoping they'll also share some of their yummy recipes with us. Um, Until then, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for joining Teresa Jungling for this week's edition of Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Please tune in again next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week.